Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 119 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Hi, Diddly Ho. This is Chris. <laughs> Friendly neighbor, Ned Flanders. Neighborino. Is that is that his like lexicon? He just adds Eno, Doodly, yep, he'll Diddly. Play, he'll add Diddly and Doodly randomly into conversations. He will say, hi, Diddly Ho, neighbor, neighborino. Does it also seem like that's his... Uh, cop out uh, for not cursing uh, it seems yeah i think so yeah he also says oakley dokley oakley dokley that that's another good one too i would say he's probably one of the most famous supporting characters in that show hmm let me analyze that claim uh yeah i agree to him like i mean there's so many you could you could list you know hundreds of them off like mo sure yeah um, but i would say ned flanders is pretty pretty high up there I agree. And I think he was one of the first um, supporting characters outside of the family, like non-family members yes. to be shown in the show. Yeah, I did see that in my research today also. Oh, yeah. I learned it today. I'm, I'm glad to see we both did our opposition research. I didn't research you. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I, I think you probably know enough. Chris, how are you? You doing good? I'm doing pretty good. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. My fantasy baseball, uh, football team's not doing too well. Tell me about I'm it. talking to not great. Uh, just... Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson didn't. He had a he had a good game. <laughs> he had a good game, but not like you know you know f- insane rushing and you know running and touchdowns and stuff like that. But uh, my fantasy baseball team is going to win, which will take me to the the finals. So I'm excited about that. We have a little uh, family fantasy uh, football and fantasy baseball uh, clan going on this year. You're still in fantasy baseball. You're you're fighting for third place, I think, right now. Um, right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Or lose. You will be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna lose the semifinal, and I'll go to the third place game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then next week, this week coming up, I'm gonna be going up against Dan. Uh, you know, our special guest Dan, and uh, he uh, he's killing it. He's like seven and zero this season. He's gonna be eight and zero. They should let him manage a real baseball team. So he he would do great. I mean, he's a numbers guy anyway. So he's looking at stuff. I don't know what he's looking at, but he knows exactly what he's doing. So we're doing that, and then we're all also in fantasy football also. So it's nice to have sports back, and it's fun. Yeah. It'd be cool one season if we did a who would win fantasy league. How would that work? Uh, we would see if there's any interest, and then we could do first 10 people oh, who's interested oh, or something. okay. I really misunderstood you. Oh, sorry. I thought we were going to have our friends and family uh-huh. basically choosing who would win characters in our oh. fights. Oh, no, no. And I was like, how would you even do the scoring? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. No, no, no. See if some fans would be interested and we can get a who wow. would win league going. I think that'd be pretty fun. That might be fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Hey, if that's something you're interested in, let us know and uh, maybe in the future we could do something like that. Like a year from now. Yeah, it would be a year from now. <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, so, Chris, so we have some uh, some poll updates from last week's Potluck episode. We had a lot going on in that episode, so we'll get to it. So these come from our polls uh, on our website, whowouldwincast.com slash vote. 
And um, the polls, as of right now, they're always changing. But uh, our first scenario from that potluck episode, we had the smoke monster from Lost, who was really clumsy, going against the hoarder Google. And for that poll, the Google, who is a hoarder, is currently winning that at 70% to the smoke monster's 30%. So, uh, And we'll get down to the comments because some people had some interesting uh, takes on that one. The second uh, matchup was Willy Wonka, who can breathe underwater against a kindergarten class armed with flamethrowers. And Willy Wonka is currently leading that one as well. 60% to the kindergartners, 40%. Close one, though. Yeah, close one there. You're leading, so those first two. Uh, after that one, we had uh, Miley Cyrus covered in spikes using the force, going up against Abraham Lincoln, carrying way too many grocery bags, and can create a hologram of himself. And Miley Cyrus is winning that one 90% to Abraham Lincoln's 10%. So it seemed like there was a clear consensus. You made some compelling From arguments. listeners on that one. I mean, once you have the force and uh, a bunch of spikes, you can't go wrong there. Uh, and then for the last one, we had uh, Chuck Norris, who can kill with a kiss and really has to pee, going up against the Statue of Liberty, who controls a tween army and can stretch like rubber. Chuck Norris is currently winning 60% to Statue of Liberty's 40%. Hmm. So thank you to everybody who took the time to vote in those polls. Like I mentioned, these are not definite. They are continuously changing. So we'll check back and see what other people have to add. Now, additionally, there was a bonus question in that poll because I thought that today's tweens probably would not be able to accurately identify who Chuck Norris is. So I included a poll and uh, on that poll I had four pictures. Option one is Tim Allen from the Santa Claus when he starts gaining a little bit of weight. Uh, the second one is a picture from an article about a guy who looks like uh, a younger version of Chuck Norris. Uh, option C is indeed Chuck Norris, and option D is the director, Ron Howard. And looking at the results, 42, or so we'll go 43% of people were able to correctly identify Chuck Norris. 43% of people also thought that the Tim Allen from the movie The Santa Claus <laughs> was Chuck Norris. And 15% of people thought that it was Ron Howard. Nobody selected the the picture of the younger person who thought that they looked like uh, Chuck Norris. So I, I, I don't want to say that this is clear evidence that people don't know who Chuck Norris is, but I definitely feel like there's something there. Like if it was above like 60 or even 50%, I'd say, I feel All like right. people were choosing Tim Allen as a joke. You think so? Because they were like, this is Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. This isn't Chuck Norris. Well, let us know if you knew that that was Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. I'd be curious. Uh, so some of the comments we have. We have one here that says, I am a tween, and I can't tell you the difference between Chuck Norris and John Wan. I don't know who John Wan is, but uh, okay. Maybe it's a tween thing. It might be. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Someone said, Google could hack the government defense network and nuke the Lost Island. That's possible. Oh, yeah, I should have thought uh, of that. But only if the government defense network would be able to locate the Lost Island. Cause it well, cause we it already seems... established that Google can locate it. We did? Well, I made that argument. <laughs> oh, okay. 
someone else wrote in, I picked Smoke Monster only because I don't know how Google could defeat the Smoke Monster. Kindergarten kids don't have the mental capacity to give back the candy, so Wonka wins, <laughs> which I think is a good argument. Spiked Miley would sadly defeat Lincoln, and Chuck Norris sadly gets squished to death or canceled by the tweens and cries, curing cancer, and we all win. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, his tears do uh, cure cancer, according to some of the memes. Uh, this, this is another comment that says, I'm a tween and I have no idea what Chuck Norris looks like. So that might have been one of the people voting for Tim Allen. Okay. This is actually really good info. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for commenting, people. Yeah, we appreciate that. So that's two people. That's two of the people. Yeah, that said they Maybe have the no idea. Maybe the first one is an expression. Like, he doesn't know and John Chuck Juan. Norris from just a random Oh, person. yeah. I see what you're saying. We're, we're, we might be missing something there. We're, yeah. We're, we're, we're Yeah, we're out, we're out of the loop. If, if we're missing something, let us know. And then the last comment we'll look at, it says, for number one, the long game gives Google more time to find you out and have the mafia murder you. Mm. I mean, I don't know if the mafia could murder the smoke monster. But I don't know if they'd even be interested in murdering a smoke monster. Uh, for number I, two. I want to know more about the Google mafia connections this person knows. About. Yeah, that's true. They seem like they have some insider knowledge. Uh, number two, they said the kindergartners would kill themselves with the flamethrowers. Whoa. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah. That's probably right. That's probably accurate, but I didn't want to go into that. Number three, the hug of death. And for, and for number four, he just kisses her. So they think just... Uh, yeah, I really was trying to say that a kid, a, your kiss powers wouldn't work on a statue, but... Yeah, this it's, person, a gray, it's a gray area. Yeah, this person thinks it would work. It's a living I, statue. I would say it's more of a copper uh, area than a gray uh, area. I give that joke a 6 out of 10. Yeah, that was, that was generous. I appreciate that. Nowhere near that at all. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're looking at for that episode. So thank you so much for everybody who, uh, who wrote in. Uh, we, we really appreciate seeing what you guys have to say. Uh, for these episodes, it's a lot of fun to get your your interaction. So, thank you so much, uh, Chris. Ready to get into today's episode? As ready as I can be. All right, let's do it. So, please remember if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail dot com, and consider checking out our website whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, also, I just saw um, Amazon started their own podcast streaming platform. What's it called? I don't know. Got uh, cool I, got an e- I got an email that said, hey, you are officially on the Amazon uh, podcast network. We so, made it. Yeah, so if you listen uh, to podcasts on Amazon, you can check us out there, too. Uh, and uh, please remember to leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show. And we'll give you a shout-out live on our show, which has not happened in a couple episodes. So just please remember to leave us that if you would like. Chris, what are we talking about today? All right, how do I how do how to propose this? So, have have you ever listened to our show, the Who Would Win podcast? And you're like, they just fight too much. There's too much fighting. All everyone's trying to hurt each other. Yeah. What's all the killing? It's senseless violence. That's right. Spikes coming out of Miley Cyrus' head. This is not an appropriate show for children. No, not at all. Um, someone should call Peta on Steve. He makes frequent animal abuse arguments. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I just was throwing that at you. Um, so this episode. (laughs) <laughs> will be a fight about who can be better at not fighting. Yeah, it's it's we're, we're flipping the script. We're we're completely turning the show upside down on its head. Uh, we were really scratching our heads for what type of episode to release today, just because we were looking through the list of some suggested episodes we had, and we were like, oh, is it, is this, these could be good maybe later on, a little more mm-hmm. more topical things. 
And sometimes when we're in a pinch, I'll just go online and look up like what holidays, like every day's a holiday is coming up. And uh, today of the airing of this episode, which is September 21st, 2020, is International Day of Peace, uh, established by the UN. So we thought, hey, let's see which two characters would want to just have a day of peace and not fight one another. But maybe be tempted. Maybe there will. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll uh, they'll roll up their uh, their red arms and their uh, their yellow hands and 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 start going at it. So um, yeah, so that's what we're we're going to be talking about today. So the International Day of Peace, just a little bit of background, was established by the UN in 1981. It was originally supposed to be held on the third Tuesday of September, uh, but then eventually it just got changed to the 21st of September. Uh, and I thought this was kind of interesting. There is a uh, a peace bell that is rung at the UN headquarters in New York City. And the bell that they have there is made out of uh, coins donated by children from all over the world. Wow. Except is... one continent. Uh, Antarctica? Africa. Yeah, it didn't say... They got coins from Antarctica. It says the bell is cast from coins donated by children from all continents except Africa. That's what it says. I feel like there are some countries in Africa that could have sent some coins to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know where they got coins from. I have a lot of questions about this bell. So do they only... (laughs) How often do they ring it? So it looks like uh, only on this day. Wait, they have a whole bell that they had this like crazy process of collecting coins from all over the world to make. They only ring it one day a year? How big is it? Uh, it's it's. Um, is it pretty big? I, I got it right here. If my internet that loads, that looks large. That looks like a, like a big like structure. Yeah, it's kind of like a gong looking thing. It's it was donated by Japan. That's just so much space for one day a year bell. That's crazy. It was it was a gift from the Japanese people to the United Nations in 1954. Isn't that cr- like? I feel like the United Nations should have given that to Japan, like the country that was nuked twice gave the united nations a peace bell like literally well, eight years after it's world like war ii a, it's like an anger management thing they're like hey if you guys are thinking of nuking anyone take three deep breaths and <laughs> ring this bell and don't nuke anybody yeah yeah uh so so it looks like it wasn't established for the international day of peace because since it was created in 1954 and it was an international day of peace was started in 1981. But yeah, it's like so a, maybe they ring it more often. Uh, they might. But it, what I'm wondering if they do ring it more often, what, what, you know, lets them ring it? Like what, what type of event constitutes ringing a peace? So bell? it says traditionally the bell is rung twice a year. It is told on the first day of spring at the time of the vernal equinox in celebration of the annual Earth Day celebrations. Uh, initiated by the Earth Day founder, John McConnell. It'll also told on the opening day of the UN General Assembly's yearly session in September, coinciding with International Day of Peace, established by the General Assembly in 1981. They ring that bell twice a year. Twice a year. The bell was also told on October 4th, 1966, during the feast day of St. Francis, marking the one-year anniversary of Pope Paul VI's official visit to the United Nations. The bell is infrequently told on other special occasions. So okay. it seems like whenever Well, now I'm wondering, it. yeah, like, are, is it, could it just be like someone's birthday and they're like, hey, can we ring the bell? <laughs> Please, I've been wanting to do this my whole life. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it seems like uh, besides those two days, whenever they want to, it seems like they have some kind of power. I don't know if they have to call in like the the uh, what's what's that main uh, council called? The Security Council, mm-hmm. the UN Security Council, to like debate on whether or not they should ring the gong. This is why some people think the UN is broken because you should just be able to ring a gong. You shouldn't have to go through a whole bureaucratic process well, to, to have. It how run. loud is it? I don't know. I mean, it's, <sighs> yeah, it I might don't... have some spiritual significance. You might, if you ring it too much, it, it might degrade the meaning. You know? Yeah. Right. You exactly. Want it to be a special, like, a special reason. Oh, it says right here that this dong is actually the sound of the iPhone text alert. What? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> Because then, at that point, it definitely lost its meaning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll see. Uh, I'll see. Maybe if I can edit in uh, a sound of it or whatnot, That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to see. So anyway, so the two characters we're picking are two characters who do not want to engage in any physical combat whatsoever. Characters that we would probably never pick on our show for a normal uh, matchup. I found them on a list of most pacifist characters. That's great because I looked up some characters too and. There were some other ones like Ang, for example, mm-hmm. which I think was a good pick. We just kind of did him a couple weeks ago. You want ago. to know who the number one person for pacifist character was on this list? It wasn't any of these characters? No, it was, um, I forget his middle name, um, The Michael Sarah's character on Arrested, George, George Bluth, but whatever oh. his middle name was or whatever. Oh, um, George what they, Michael. What do they call him? George Michael. George that's Michael. Michael. Oh, it that's really him. funny. I didn't even think of that. That's a, real, that's a really good, uh, a good pick for that. <laughs> I mean, he did burn down the banana stand, though. He did engage in some arson. That was him. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought Jason Bateman did that, but they did it together. Oh, it was like a father together. Son thing. Yeah, I think they did it together. Do you yeah, want to know who else? Well, I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so uh, I'm going to be going with uh, C3PO, Human Cyborg Relations. Uh, you're going to be going with Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Uh, thus, your intro from early on. Do you want to give some background on Ned Flanders? Uh, Oakley Doakley. Um, <laughs> he is Homer Simpson's neighbor on The Simpsons. Um, his full name is Nedward Flanders. Kind of weird. Um, they call him Ned. Uh, he's very religious and he's very friendly. He's a, he's like genuinely like a nice person. Like he's not like sarcastic or like has like ulterior motives. He's just a well-meaning, good person. Um, Homer hates him. That's just kind of how the character was made. As like. A really nice guy that Homer hates, even though he has no good reason to hate him. Seems like kind of like a Mike Michael Scott Toby Flanderson relax. Re- yes, it is. You, you're you're that is an apt comparison, thank Steve. You. Thank you. Thank you. Great color commentary there. <laughs> um, so so he's very religious, and as the show progressed, they did play that up more. Actually, he wasn't even originally going to be extremely reali- uh, religious. I think even in like it like takes three episodes before he even mentions that he's like a Christian. But later on, they like. He, he's an evangelical Christian and it plays into a lot of his like character eventually. Gotcha. Um, and he eventually kind of becomes more annoying than just a, a super nice person. But, um, he, he was married a few times. Actually, it's kind of funny. Two of his wives died. Um, yeah. The, the, in the second one, I feel like that happened somewhat recently in I the think, show's yeah, canon. I so. Right. I didn't read as much about that one because, uh, it wasn't, happening yeah because it was more recently and i was reading about older stuff right like his his first wife uh, i think her name was maud do you know how she died no she was shot by a t-shirt cannon and fell off uh bleachers oh no and that's that's horrible yeah so um homer leaned down to pick something up and the t-shirt missed him and hit her oh my god and then the ambulance couldn't 
come fast enough because Homer had parked in a in like the emergency parking area. Oh my gosh! So he Homer's awful. Yeah, he contributed to her death. Oh man, poor Maud. Yeah, he has two kids. Um, I don't. They're like raised like you know evangelical Christian kids. Yep. And um, take from that what you will. Um, he works for the volunteer fire department. He for a good stretch of time owned a store called the leftorium do you know oh, yep do you remember that yeah okay. i do they, they sold goods for left-handed people which i think is actually a really interesting idea which i think it was based on a real store it was yeah you're right it was the the one of the writers uh based that on an idea or some type of store like a friend had there's just not a huge market for it though unfortunately there's there's just not yeah so i'm right-handed i don't really know the struggles left-handed people face there are some times in my daily life where I try to imagine if I was left-handed, like uh, driving a car, for example, like your your stick shifts on the right, mm-hmm. all your controls are on the right, basically. The only thing that's on the left is your uh, your blinker. True. But uh, other other things, too. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there are other times where I go, oh, man, if I was, if I was left-handed, this would be much more difficult. Apparently, scissors are... Uh... I've heard scissors also. Which I can't like. I don't even realize. I, I don't even understand. I think it might be the way the curve. Yeah, I think you're of right. the of the scissors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, the world is a more dangerous place for left-handed people, though. They they have more accidents from from right-hand biased equipment. And we, I apologize for all the, the left-handers out there that have to go through the uh, the unfair advantages from the right-handers. Uh, but I think there's like way more left-handed hockey players. I don't. I don't know why we're going off on this tangent. <laughs> Um, that's Ned Flanders. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so I'm going to be going with uh, C-3PO. Everyone knows him pretty much from uh, the Star Wars franchise. He's been in every single saga film. He was in Rogue One. Uh, he was not in Solo. However, Anthony Daniels did have a cameo in Solo. Uh, Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO. Uh, he, but in Solo, I, uh, he was a... Uh, like just like a humanoid character on Kessel when they were getting ready to do the the Kessel escape before the Kessel run, uh, but he's a uh, a gold. Well, he starts off as a uh, in episode one. He starts off as a protocol droid with no coverings. He was. It it, it seems like he, we're not really sure if he was built from scrap from Anakin or if he was updating him from uh, previous. Uh, you know. Uh, put togetherness so anywho but uh he eventually uh gets some some coverings like silver coverings you see in attack of the clones and then he gets his uh gold coverings in revenge of the sith and uh later on uh he has a red arm in the force awakens that he never has again after that um but he's he's a protocol droid used for translating and uh cooperating with other droids he's just basically uh the sidekick for uh you know like usually in the prequels padme and the sequels or in the original and sequels uh leia um he's just kind of that guy who's like danger uh this is terrifying <laughs> i don't enjoy this you know uh he's telling the odds of every different scenario um he's kind of like a commentator on what's going on around him but it seems like most people in the movies don't like c3po they're always telling him to shut up or 
or uh you know we're gonna we're gonna shut you down whatnot but i personally really like c-3po as a character yeah i like him too yeah uh so uh, he's always with r2d2 those two are pretty uh synonymous with one another and he's probably one of the most famous uh fictional film robots uh probably aside from from r2d2 uh and that and that is uh that's c-3po in a nutshell so so we're going to be arguing why they wouldn't fight and then i guess going at one another we can kind of egg each other on yes and maybe possibly i will be trying to say why you might try to fight ned flanders right exactly fair fair enough can i ask you about something you mentioned in your uh, background sure so you said it's unclear if he was built from from scratch or from like scrap parts right um are there any other droids that looked like him in the in the series there are yeah there's a bunch of uh, other protocol droids so there might be like some type of like kit to make them so it's possible yeah i think so like that'd be like like now, like, kids, like, build a computer. Yeah, they and, get to build you know, a protocol in, droid. In Star Wars, you just you build a protocol droid. Yeah, because um, there's one in Episode five when uh, C-3PO's on Cloud City. He's like, oh, nice to see a familiar face. And, like, oh, was he, it, like, like, a silver one? It was, like, yeah, like a super... Uh, it, like yeah, shiny so, silver? something like that. And then in the beginning of Episode one, there's TK-14, or, yeah, something like that. Um, TC-14, uh, who's a silver one at, at the, on the that Trade Federation battleship. About. Yeah, so there's definitely you've seen protocol droids that look exactly like C-3PO, and then you've seen other ones that have different types of heads and and body parts. But yeah, for the most part, so there must be some kind of it seems yeah. standardized. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of kit. Kits? Uh it's a good question. I'm sure there's an in-universe <laughs> explanation as to yeah, where you can know, get like, it. Is there like Space eBay? Like where they buy and sell used parts? Like is this like an older model? Or like a Craigslist? Yeah, there yeah. probably there probably is. And then, like the shipping costs from planet to planet, maybe it's not bad. I mean, they they have light speed travel. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they basically uh, were were talking about how the Trade Federation is basically like Amazon in like the Star Wars world, <laughs> like this just giant company. And he was like, "Imagine if Amazon was so big that they had a seat in the United States Senate." He's like, "That's the Trade Federation because they do have a seat in the Senate." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." They, they were somehow able to blockade a planet. Yeah. That's that's incredibly hard. Right. That's like if Amazon like moved all of like they blockaded a state essentially but or a country. Not even because that only takes two dimensions. You have to blockade <laughs> yeah, three dimensions. Yeah, like, that's true. Like you could just go a little bit to the side and get away. <laughs> But somehow they have a space blockade all over. Like I actually don't remember enough from the sh- from the movie to show. Like were they like completely sur- like spherically surrounding it? I, it looked like they were only blocking like <laughs> that's. What, so that was that's one of my thought. that's one of my complaints from like Star Wars movies. Like in, in Episode Five when they're escaping Hoth, and they had to go straight at the Imperial Star Destroyers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why didn't they just go the other way? Yeah, because the, the the Star Destroyers were coming from that one area of the planet just go the other way and you're fine yeah star wars has all these like little things like that where you just have to suspend your disbelief for, like, yeah exactly a lot of things relating to like physics and science and well that's the thing cause it's, it's space fantasy there's yeah. no science fiction whatsoever to it so all right so do you want to go first for me to go first what do you what do you think here um so i will say a couple things first and then let you talk because i i would really love to like bait you into a couple things so i'll see how that plays out okay so um I think we should also we should also talk like our characters. 
I don't I, think that's a great idea. You don't think you could do it? You don't think so? I don't. I didn't watch any clips of The Simpsons, okay. so I can't even do it. Let me try some. See if I can get into. Maybe character. see if you could just sprinkle in some Oakley Doakleys or something. Uh, Oakley Doakley. <laughs> I did the hell neighbor. That was pretty good. That doesn't. That doesn't sound like. <laughs> that's going to be very annoying. Um, so first thing I think Ned Flanders does when he meets you, um, he will be. He will consider you maybe an abomination against God, because you were built by a man, not God. I. I'm not sure how he will handle a, a, a you know an AI robot. That's true. Um, does Ned Flanders use cell phones? I feel like he has to. Probably does. Yeah. But you, he probably uses some kind of AI in his cell phone, like uh, Siri, Cortana, <laughs> Alexa, whatever. I'm sure The Simpsons have referenced those somehow uh, in, in the recent um, shows. So I don't think he'd have a problem with C3PO. Wait, are you you arguing? You're helping me? No, I'm just saying. I don't. No, I'm just saying. Like, I, I don't think that would get under like C3PO's. Well, see, this is that one. See, three people wouldn't care. Okay, let me just finish. Okay, go ahead, sir. So, yeah, either way, however that goes, um, he meets you. He introduces himself. He says, "Hi, Diddley Hill, robot," and you, he'll be like, "I am C three PO," and then um, <laughs> I am C three PO. Human cyborg relations. That's that's really good. I thank you. Um, he will ask you if you are a Christian. Okay. And I will assume you are not. I would say I don't know what that is. Wait, he doesn't know what that is. Well, because oh, yeah. does Earth, that not Earth exist does, in the Earth, Star Wars universe? Earth does not. I would argue Earth does not exist in the Star okay, Wars universe. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. He will try to convert you. Okay. And he's going to try really hard. He's going to be really annoying. He's going to ask you to come to church with him. Okay. He's going to tell you how great God is and all that. Okay. Talk about Jesus all the time. Okay. How's C-3PO going to handle all this? So C-3PO would be used to that kind of stuff because he was around the Jedi Order, which is very similar with their... No. I would say so. They weren't trying to, like, convert you and, like, preach to you all the time. No, but they were, like, they would, like, uh, he would know about it. And especially when Anakin was hanging around with Padme, you know, Anakin's always talking about things going on at the Jedi Temple and, and those different types of things. I don't think he was trying to convert C-3PO. You're right with that. But I think him just hearing about that wouldn't drive him nuts. I think he would just be like, oh, okay. Do you think there's any chance C-3PO would consider trying Christianity? Uh, I think I think C-3PO would learn more about it. So that way it's just more information in his databank. So that way when he interacts with other people, he would uh, know about it. So that way he could, you know, go about his, his day with them and, and appease them. Or not even appease them, but just... Uh, you know, practice what they believe. So he he might happy. hang out with him. Like he might learn. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I don't. And I don't. I don't think he would have any problem with that. Okay. He's just happily. Because C three PO just kind of goes with the flow. Like whatever someone's doing, he just he just follows. Like he he may complain about it a little bit, but uh, if 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 his life is in danger, like physical danger, that is when he draws a line and he'll voice his his um frustration with the situation like when they were in the asteroid field and empire strikes back and or and they're hiding on the side of the imperial star destroyer in the, in the millennium falcon he's like oh captain solo this time you have gone too far and he's like no i will not be quiet chewbacca this is why won't anyone listen to me like that point he's like this is ridiculous because my life is in danger and he doesn't like that but if he feels comfortable and he doesn't think he's gonna die or be blown up i think he'd be totally okay with heading uh hanging out with ned flanders all right. Well, if you're not a great Christian, Ned will tell you you might go to hell. Oh, boy. Well, I, I do want to point out, uh, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but do you know what uh, one of the nicknames for the devil is? 
No. Ned. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. One of the nicknames for the uh, Ned or for the devil is Ned. Because in the Treehouse of Horrors, they always oh, have... Oh, in The n- Simpsons. In this, no, in, in, in like real life. Oh. Yeah. I never heard that before. Yeah. I, me neither until I was doing research today. Uh, because in the Treehouse of Horrors, it seems... I've never seen all 38 of them, wherever they're at now. Um, but usually Ned plays the devil and whenever he's mm-hmm. in that uh, episode. And the reason they did that was because the name Ned uh, is, syn- I don't know if synonymous or is just associated or a nickname for the devil. Mm. I that was interesting. I have some doubts. I feel okay. like this is... Seems, right. that's, I don't know. I mean, I, I also... I, just because it's on the internet. Right. But I, I, I saw it on the internet, but <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. That's... All right, so we're church buddies now. We're okay. going to know each other. That's fine. Um, I can't. I can't do the communion... That's okay. I can't eat or drink. <laughs> I hope that doesn't bother you. I don't really. I don't know. He he might understand because you're a robot, or he might just be like, "Well, another reason you might go to hell." <laughs> if you are like Is actually he... a good person, though, Ned probably will will like you. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he takes me back to the house, I'll I'll help him around the house. Uh, etiquette and protocols, what I'm programmed for. So definitely going to be polite. Help out with the kids. Uh, help clean up around the house. Do whatever Ned tells him to do. He would absolutely do it. Yeah, you're going to be totally safe. His kids are well-behaved, nice kids, I think. That is true. That is really, really I'm nice. sure there's some episode where they, like, did something crazy. I mean, I could help him. Like, uh, C-3PO helped uh, Anakin in episode one when it came to, like, fixing up his pod racer and, and getting things ready. Uh, so he needs help with the car. He could help him out with that or just hang out with the kids. I mean, he hung out with Anakin as a child, so... Working on moisture evaporators. You got anything like that in Springfield? I could totally help you there. All right. So what do you, what do you think? Is, is anything C-3PO does going to get Ned to fight him? Ooh. So if, if it, it just sees if he can get under his skin just with his pure annoyance. Uh, with So if it comes to people saying things or they're driving in a car, for example, you know, we're, we're on our way to church. And C-3PO just goes, oh, well, our chance of dying in a car accident while we're driving to church is approximately, you know, 5,720 to 1 or succeeding or something along those lines, you know. I, I think I think the constant odd stuff could really um, drive that up a wall, especially if uh, C-3PO starts uh, questioning Ned's own religion uh, and starts giving him numbers like, oh, the possibility of whatever you believe in is, you know, this percentage being true. Interesting. I think that would really set he Ned might, off. Yeah, he might not like that. So, um, interesting, some interesting Ned Flanders facts. He's basically incapable of anger. So when yeah. he was a kid, his parents like sent him to this, like, he had like weird parents. They sent him to some like, like beatniks, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. And they sent him to, to some type of like training program based on spanking where he was like yeah. continuously spanked. Yes. Um, so he basically like, he can't get angry. And if he does get close to angry, that's when he starts just like, Sprouting like random gibberish. Yes, but but it seemed and that's like, like his anger coping mechanism. But it seemed like it wasn't even like random gibberish because like in that episode, I think we're, we 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 I didn't watch anything. No, but I think we both researched oh, okay. the same episode, the the Hurricane Ned episode. Oh, maybe yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, where a hurricane comes through Springfield, it destroys the Flanders house, but everybody else's house is fine, and then everybody in Springfield gets together to rebuild their house, but they do it shoddy job i mean they just like they ran out of tile so they just paint tile on the floor of like dirt to make it look like tile and ned just gets so angry with everybody and he just starts lashing out on all of them 
So I, I it's definitely in his programming if we want to go that yeah, way with is, Ned. He is technically capable of it. Right, exactly. So uh, I, I think that uh, especially when it comes to if he's just burying down so much anger for so long, it could just get to the point where he explodes. Hmm. And C three, I think C three PO could do that because C three bring out that much anger. Well, so C three PO, he's pissed off Padme, Leia, Luke, Obi Wan, Han, Anakin, uh, Qui Gon. Like he's really angered. Like Qui Gon, oh, when in uh, in Episode one, uh, in Episode one, what did he do? I'm trying to think. No, you were just naming all the characters. <laughs> no, I knew. No. Uh, all right, so maybe not Qui Gon in Episode one. <laughs> um. So definitely at least those ones. Uh, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, R two D two. Who hasn't pissed off Chewbacca? Well, you don't want to upset a Wookiee. I know, you know, but they're very easily upsettable. Yeah, at least um, Chewbacca was. R two D two, R two D two, his own pal. Um, the the Millennium Falcon. It's as a ship. It seems because he's like, I don't know where your ship learned to communicate, but it has the most uh, significant or dialect. You know. Um. Yeah, I think he could. I think he could really upset Ned Flanders. I think the the uh, statistics and odds thing would really get to Ned, and especially if he starts rattling off statistics about other religions. Like, right, here's oh, an interesting. This... Go ahead. I got some counterpoints to this. Sure. So, so first of all, I'm not sure if the interactions they would be having would be enough to get Ned upset. Like, you know, your some of your examples, they're in like high tent like tense like life or death situations where right, okay so i don't think c3po and ned are going to be in those situations but you bring up some valid points about like maybe some religious based statistics so here's here's an interesting possibility okay let's say let's say you do kind of pique ned's interest with your with your knowledge of religion uh-huh. and he can he thinks of you as now someone very knowledgeable that he can go to for information okay so uh i don't know if you know this Ned frequently calls his his like reverend at his church the uh, Lovejoy. Yes, and he, to ask him like anytime he's having religious concerns. So, two two possibilities here. One, he starts calling Lovejoy a lot about C three PO. Two, he starts calling C three PO a lot to ask you questions. Okay, and he actually calls Lovejoy so much that the guy like doesn't care about his problems anymore, <laughs> and like doesn't want him to talk to him, and actually just <laughs> told him to like switch churches because he's like. You're so annoying. You right, have to stop this is too me. much, right? Um, so maybe okay. maybe the frequent just annoying calls for information, okay, is something that could annoy C three PO. I don't think so. You don't think because so. C so so are you uh, are you saying that he's seeing C three PO as a way to learn more about God? Yes. So does he, so he kind of does he see C three PO as like a messenger of God or just because um, he's knowledgeable? about it let's say maybe one or the maybe both maybe one or the other all right in return of the jedi c-3po is viewed as a god uh-huh. from the ewoks yeah i don't think he loved it uh, no way i think he, he absolutely loved it <laughs> are you kidding me he was in the high chair uh at the at the ewok village he was in the middle of it and he was spouting uh he was speaking in ewokanese i'm pretty sure that's the canon <laughs> language for the ewoks and um he was like, oh, you are at, you're going to be the main course of the feast held in my honor. Like, he had, like, no problem with the fact I that they were going to. like he was a little concerned about that. Mm, I mean, like, he told me, he was like, oh, these are my friends, you know, please don't eat them. And he's like, oh, I tried. <laughs> he was like, all right. Like, that's the way it is. And they're all bowing to him. And um, 
You know, like, like he, I think he really ate it up. I think he was totally on board so with you it. Wouldn't, but so, this is like this so, is like day all all through the night, just calling I, you I, with I, just I, inane I questions. I think that's what the Ewoks did to him on Endor. I think when C three PO was just like chilling in his hut, like they were knocking on the door and they were like, "Oh, you know, I told that I like trying to get more information from him." Do you think so? I absolutely think so. I think he's hanging out in his hut, and he's just like, "Up, oh, they're here again." All right, because remember, he told the story to them of the whole like original trilogy, and mm-hmm. they're all listening. They're all so enthralled with what his story is. Like he lived for that moment. He was totally on board with it. He thought it was super cool. I just, I think there's a difference between the like worship and adoration he was getting from the Ewoks, and then just the like annoying pestering phone calls you'll get from Netflix. So I think he actually might have like that though because it's more of an intelligent conversation where I feel like he could actually engage with another uh, humanoid being where the Ewoks were just like oh we love you because you're this giant gold robot and he was like oh that's great where he's like oh you now when it comes to Ned Flanders he goes oh you really like me that's awesome but you also want to have an intellectual conversation about this stuff also cool let's go with it yeah, it's kind of unfair that you're a robot. Like you're like literally programmed to like just answer questions and not fight. Unless it has to do with the Sith Order, which was banned oh, uh, yeah. from the the Republic Constitution. Yeah, but Ned wouldn't ask about. He'd have no reason to ask about that stuff. No, no, yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't have to wipe his memory and have like C three PO go into like Sith mode, where his eyes are red and he starts talking about stuff that was never addressed in any of the other movies, but was necessary for plot purposes. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I think he would really think it's cool. So, those are the only two ways Ned has to annoy you, basically by trying to convert you and by bothering you with annoying phone calls. And I think the only way that C3PO could get under your skin is just <laughs> just being annoying being just, himself. Just being C3PO. But I think Ned would see him as just trying to help. Yeah, I, I don't think either annoying I don't think annoying is on high enough bar for either of our characters to have any like physical like violence. Right. Like that's just too low of a bar. Like you said three the C3PO the, he only he doesn't he never there's no example of any like physical fighting right with c-3po with c-3po so the only thing i would say is so c-3po as himself there's no um evidence of him being violent uh however when he is either reprogrammed or something changes with him like for example in episode two attack of the clones when they're in the geonosis uh, droid factory and his body gets switched and his head goes on the battle droid body and a battle droid head goes on his body like at one point he says like die Jedi dogs <laughs> when he's trying to, but he's, but he's C-3PO's head. And then he goes, wait, what did I say? Which I don't understand how just him being on a battle droid body would make him yeah, think that. Just a, just a classic joke for the kids. That's what George Lucas is just trying to do there. Exactly. So that's him under a situation, which is not normal for him at all, which yeah. made him do that. And then I believe, so in the Rise of Skywalker, which we've already kind of talked about, when his memory gets wiped, so that way he can speak the Sith language, his eyes get all all red, and he's holding like Chewie's bowcaster, but I don't—he never fires it, I don't believe. Um, but other than that, no, no, no real. Yeah, no I was real. Tr- I was trying to consider a way that you might like accidentally hurt him, just because by being a robot and just capable of like more force than a human, you could accidentally hurt him. Yeah, uh, that's that's even a stretch. 
Yeah, he's never caused any. I would say R two D two would cause like oh for sure physical that harm to Ned Flanders. But little robot. yeah, I mean he's got all those tools and things like that inside of him. But I don't think C three PO would even accidentally do anything like that. Yeah. So with Ned Flanders, I didn't do enough research to know if he's ever like snapped and done like crazy stuff. So um, the only so I think it's very similar to kind of C three PO, just like when he's just not really himself in a way and so i was looking up that episode called hurricane netty which is the episode where that we were talking about earlier so he does it's not a treehouse of horror episode though, it, right? it's not no because those there actually are a bunch where he just probably does bad stuff but those are like non-canon yeah right yeah they're not canon exactly um so like there's a whole list of insults that he says to all the people that help uh build that house when he just has like that uh panic attack essentially Mm -hmm. where the the bottle cap just bursts like he says he gets into marge's face at one point and says that this is that uh that that's not good enough what they did pointing out that his family just can't live with good intentions because marge was like oh well everyone like wanted to help your house like we wanted to do a good job and he was like that's not that's not good enough We, we can't have that kind of stuff here um he scolds marge for never accepting the negative side of things um he he goes off at uh at bart when bart tries standing up for uh his mother he he calls him a local troublemaker using his catchphrases like dude and you know have a cow man exaggerating and mocking him uh in in such a way um to the point where everyone's like whoa like who is who is this guy so it seems like both of our characters they'll only snap only if they're really not themselves if they're put into a situation where they're really not at their core who they are on the inside like c-3po's head being swapped or his memory being erased or ned just getting to that point though where he does he does explode and the bottle cap uh, goes off so yeah it's interesting i think i think both of these characters are very uh, good examples of just good people, yeah. but they could be annoying in a way. That's you're right. That's just, we just, they're just two annoying pacifists. And when they get to and when they get to the point, they definitely piss off other people. And there's definitely evidence of that. Also, it does seem like Ned though does have a lot of anger towards uh, Homer because in that episode it says that most of the anger that's coming out is about Homer, but he's just buried it for so long because you kind of alluded to it. The, the teachings that his parents had him, like the spanking Yeah, it had some name. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it had some really negative effects on him where he just suppressed like all of his, his negative emotions. Yeah, so you mentioned how he had like a separate treatment of Homer in that episode. Yeah. I think it was actually like interesting because instead of having like the yelling insults at Homer, he just calmly tells Homer that he thinks he's like the worst person he's ever met. Right. Which is kind of funny. It's like it did seem like very sincere. And and he just did it, like you said, sincerely, but also in a respectful manner, which I feel like we can kind of come full circle here. So we're doing this episode on International Day of Peace. And obviously, you know, you all want world peace. You want everybody to be happy and not to be angry at one another. But I feel like it is important to acknowledge that as humans, we have emotions and it's not possible to be happy and peaceful 100 percent of the time that's true and that characters like c-3po or ned flanders if you just suppress it you're going to get to a point where it's going to explode and you you can't act like that forever and it's important to have those emotions like anger and frustration and whatnot but you just don't want to 
express them in ways that harm, especially physically or mentally or emotionally, other people on purpose. So on a happy uh, International Day of Peace, everybody. We can all be nice to each other, but it's okay to experience sad emotions as well. Uh, Chris, uh, anything you want to add before we head out? Any fun facts? Uh, I want to talk about the um, the list I found a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah, go for so, it. This is interesting because this actually has some um, psychology background. So um, it looks like this was like a design study. So it was um, information gathered from – have you ever taken those online, like which character are you poll yeah, type yeah. questions? So it was something like that where you were basically like given um, two characters and an adjective and you were picking – which one better better apply to them? So you might get the adjective like, um, I don't know, assertive or passive, just to be the opposites. And you were given two characters, and you picked which one was which. Okay. Or which 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 adjective applied better to which character? Right. Um, so I'm sure at the end it like it said, oh yeah, now you're Daenerys Targaryen or whatever. <laughs> but they were using it to actually like rank all these characters on a list of most most ferocious and most pacifist. Okay. So I think I told you at the beginning. Did I say the number one most pacifist? Uh, uh, Michael, George, George, George Michael, Michael. Yep. George Michael Bluth. Yep. Two was C-3PO. Okay. Three is Nelson Baghetti from Silicon Valley. I don't watch that show. Yeah, I've never seen that. Four was Ned Flanders. Okay. Five is Choi Young Gao from the movie Parasite. Okay. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. Uh, six, Chidi Adagonye. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah from The Good Place. Um, but he also has some real freak out episodes. Yeah, yeah he does have some freak outs. And... <laughs> You know, it's funny. He's, like, super buff, actually, in the show. Um, and I think they also imply that Ned Flanders is super buff. That does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seven, Millhouse from The Simpsons. Okay. Eight, Snow White. Okay. Nine, Butters from South Park. Uh-huh. And ten was Radar from MASH. Okay. that That's a good list. That was the top ten. I don't... Yeah. yeah. They, only, they only show the top ten. Okay. Do you want to know some of the most ferocious characters? Uh, sure. Uh, number one, the alien from the movie. From Alien. alien. Okay. Yes. You have, like, Terminator on there, too? Like, I just feel like, uh, like, classic, like, 70s, 80s, like, movie monsters. You would expect all that, but... Yeah. Actually, it kind of branches out. Like, wait till you hear some of these. So, number two, Darlene Snell from Ozark. And I don't watch that show either. I've heard it's very good. I was actually just talking about that at work the other day. I heard that's a good show. Yeah, I've, I've heard very good things. I love Jason Bateman, even yeah. though I usually like him in comedies, not in, like, serious dramas. But Right. Uh, number three, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen from Dune. Oh, which uh, I haven't read. I just saw the trailer for the new movie. The new one looks look, awesome. I thought it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder who's playing that character in no, the new one. No clue. Yeah, me neither. Uh, four, uh, Mazikeen from Luc from the show Lucifer. Five, Freddy Krueger. Okay. Six, Cersei Lannister. Ooh. Seven, D. Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Which one's D? The the girl. Yeah. The girl. Okay, I gotcha. I've, I honestly, I've seen like three episodes oh, of that oh, show. Such a good show. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I met one of the characters from that show? No. Do you, which one? Um, was the one that's married to D in real life, Rob oh, McElhenney? Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the bike shop I worked at in the summertime, he came in to get a bike. And had no idea. Like I was just looking at him, I'm like, hmm, this guy looks kind of familiar. And he was running a bike for a week, so I had to get like all of his personal information. And he was being really like sketchy, because in, in, in hindsight, I understand why now. And then he left, and I was like, oh, my God. So I looked up real quick, and I'm like, that was him. So I ran out the door, and I said, oh, my gosh, like, thanks for coming. Just so you know, this information is completely private. Like, I don't want you to think that I was trying to, hmm. you know, get all your personal information. This was just in case you don't bring the bicycle back after your week. <laughs> but he's a really cool Did guy. Did he say anything? 
uh, he was just like, oh yeah, like I really appreciate that. And I, I said, uh, yeah, it's really cool to to meet you. And and uh, he he had his kid with him, which is the kid that he has with D. And he said that she was getting ready. She wasn't around, but she was getting ready to start filming a new show that she was on. Wow, this was probably like five six years ago. That's but, really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. It was very unexpected when that happened. So at number eight, Azula from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, Airbender. I feel like she should be higher than eight. Yeah, and number nine is her dad, Fire Lord Ozai. I think she's more crazy, especially yes, in the agreed. last like couple episodes. Yeah, she totally loses. She it. just goes nuts. And number ten, Mallory Archer from Archer. I, see, that's another show I've never seen. Is that his mom? Yes. Okay. That's another great show. Yeah, that's another one I want to watch. Also. Yeah. So that's the top ten most ferocious characters. You saw the you saw the pacifists. Yeah, it was interesting. It was actually backed by some actual data from uh, surveys. So that's cool. Uh, interesting. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I like it. Uh, a couple fun facts I'll add about C-3PO. Everyone pretty much knows him. There's a great book that Anthony Daniels wrote last year called uh, I Am C-3PO. Uh, if you haven't read it, check it out. It's really, really good. Um, one thing, probably hardcore Star Wars fans know this, but C-3PO has the first line in the first movie, being episode four, and he has the last line in the last movie originally, which was episode three. So originally he had the first line and the last line, and then the sequels came and that ended that tradition. But they did do that on purpose. Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier, he had a red arm in The Force Awakens, and the reason J.J. Abrams did that was because he wanted to sell toys. I'm just kidding. But that's also (laughs) one of the reasons I'm sure why Disney wanted it to happen. Um, They wanted to show that C-3PO had been through some things, that he's seen some action, so that's why they gave him a red arm. Uh, in the book, Anthony Daniels writes about how he absolutely hated it, and he thought that it was really stupid choice to give C-3PO a red arm in The Force Awakens, which I'm like, eh, yeah, I kind of, it's like, whatever. I understand why they're doing it. Um, there's also a comic that explains how he got it originally, and I've heard it's very, very stupid. Uh, last thing I'll mention is, uh, this is an example uh, of the Mandela effect, uh, C-3PO in the original trilogy has a silver leg. Yeah, I have no memory of that. Yeah, he has a silver leg, and uh, it, it's his left leg, and people tend to forget it. And going back to the red arm thing, that's kind of what J.J. was paying an homage to, whereas C-3PO just had different color uh, uh, pieces on his body. So, uh, But yeah, check it out. He has a silver leg in the original trilogy, which a lot of people don't remember. But uh, yep, it happened. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, so that's good old C three PO. We'll probably, unfortunately, never see him again in live action because I think Anthony Daniels said he's done with the role after playing him for forty plus years. So, so that's what we're looking at. Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we head out of here today? Um, no, it does sound like you are one hundred percent correct, though, in your identification that uh, old Ned is a nickname for the devil. Ah, told you. Oh yeah, old Ned. Did I just yeah. say Ned originally? Yes. I apologize. I did know it was old Ned. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I couldn't find out why. Uh, no, were you able I, to find anything with the origins of that? No. Yeah. No, that's all I have to add. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, you're, you're not crazy. I'm sorry for doubting you. That's okay. No problem. Uh, all right. So uh, please remember, there is going to be a poll uh, link in our show notes, uh, or you can go to whobincast.com slash vote, where you can vote for who you think would win being the better pacifist. Yeah. Who, on this, who would not fight? Who would not fight? Uh, on this international day of peace between C-3PO and Ned Flanders. 
Uh, please remember, as always, also you can make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, hoodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our shows. For Who Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.